Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. Worldwide, it's 96,949 cases of coronavirus. That's what we know of. 3,308 deaths. That is not in the United States. 80 cases in the United States. 11 deaths thus far. Panic? Well, that's the problem. You see, the cute things are when you have a run on hand sanitizer. And you cannot find hand sanitizer in my neck of the woods in central Indiana. Cannot be done. Probably can't find it in your neck of the woods either. But when supply chains are affected, when industry is affected, Seattle wants everyone to stay home. Banks are now working on their emergency procedures, whether it's J.P. Morgan or, or one of the rest. And the airline industry now saying that it could be as much as $113 billion in lost revenue. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today, 833-GOT-TONY, 833-468-8669. Elaine Chow joins us right now. She is the United States Secretary of Transportation, previously the Secretary of Labor under President Bush from 2001 to 2009. And I, I do want to get into a lot about how we have seen transportation opportunities build with the reduction of regulation uh, coming out of, of the White House. But when we take a look at the mission statement, From the website, transportation.gov, the mission of the U.S. Department of Transportation is to ensure our nation has the safest, most efficient, and modern transportation system in the world. And you do cover the FAA. How does the Department of Transportation look at these commentaries about the lost income, the $113 billion that's now being discussed in the New York Post, the fact that people are indeed afraid to fly, thinking they're going to get sick and going to die? How does the Department of Transportation deal with these things? Well, we are part. First of all, thanks for having me on the air. Oh, love it. Be with you. Uh, but And also thanks for the opportunity to chat with your, um, your listeners. Uh, I hear they're great. They love you, and they love what you are telling them. Well, I don't know who paid you, but <laughs> they did fine work, ma'am. Really and truly. But well, let's this get in is part. But the question that you raised is a very important one because the whole administration is totally focused on ensuring public health and safety. So, number one, there is a government-wide task force just in the Department of Transportation alone. Um, you know, I have fifty employees who are devoted to working on this task force along with everybody else that's on the task force throughout the whole government. And as your listeners and you have undoubtedly seen, the president himself has taken up a, you know, a very visible role in communicating with the public about what is happening with this virus. And the vice president has been put in charge and they are doing things every single day to communicate more accurate news about what's happening and also what needs to be done. So at the Department of Transportation, I just met with the CEO of United Airlines yesterday who came in personally to talk to me about um, their uh, flights and how they are reconfiguring their flight patterns. And that's because United Airlines 
is the major carrier to Asia. So it disproportionately affects them because they go to Asia, and especially China. They're the major carrier there. But um, we are watching the situation carefully. I'm flying myself on Monday and Tuesday to Houston. Then I'm flying on Thursday and Friday to Jacksonville, Florida. So, you know, we want to take precautions, but we also need to be uh, careful that we are not hampering ourselves in carrying out our daily lives. So some of the, uh, you know, some of the advice that you've been hearing about are very commonsensical. This is a more severe type of flu. And so we want people to be careful. They need to wash their hands frequently. They need to, uh, there's no sanitizer. They need to wash their hands frequently. They probably should not try to shake hands. Use a bump, you know, the, um, the um, elbow pump. Um, we do that at the White House, you know. So uh, that is a, just as a cordial way of greeting one another. Be careful about um, being near people who may display uh, flu symptoms. And for people who are feeling ill, you know, take the benefit of the doubt. Be considerate of others and yourself and don't go to work. Well, this That's is the part of the way to protect your friends and the... neighbors and colleagues as well. This is part of the conversation talking to the Transportation Secretary, Elaine Chow, is that when you have to fly from point A uh, to point B, you don't get to decide who your neighbors are. And some neighbors are indeed inconsiderate. And if we talk about airline travel, certainly people will tell you in the anecdotal uh, that they feel that the plane is not as clean as it needs to be. I've never been anywhere where more people wipe down more seats uh, than than on airplanes. But the question, I, I think, remains for people. Is it a fear uh, that is uh, unfounded, or is there something that airlines can do, physically do, uh, that can help prevent people from getting ill? Because we all hear about people getting sick on a plane. Well, the airlines have, you know, they understand the fear. I mean, they don't want to lose passengers. That's their customers. They don't want to have passengers feel unsafe. So, uh, you know, they have... Um, they have uh, cleaning crews that come every uh, after every flight, before every flight, and they're very conscious about keeping the planes uh, clean. But obviously, after this conversation, I'm going to go back to them again and tell them that this is what some of your listeners are talking about and feeling, and so they need to do an extra better, you know, a better job, make an extra effort to communicate what they are doing. Uh, to the public as well. And also the Department of Transportation and the Federal Aviation Administration, the FAA, you know, we've worked closely with the Center for Disease Control at CDC in Atlanta to provide health guidance and protocols to airlines and air crew members to protect both passengers and crews while enabling, again, vital, you know, these continued uh, airline operations. Let's take it to um, uh, the regulation side, if, if, if we could. 
uh, Secretary Chow. Uh, we have, of course, seen the White House, President Trump, work aggressively on the removal of undue and unnecessary regulation. And we have seen this in a host of places. Anytime we have to hire somebody as a business owner to handle the regulatory burden, that's somebody you're not hiring to help grow your business. These regulation reductions, how have they played out in the Department of Transportation? And how have they played out? How have they trickled down to our lives here, whether it be central Indiana, whether it be Lincoln, Nebraska, or across the Midwest? You know, the president in February 2017 signed an executive order to all of the departments and cabinets across the federal government. And he said that for every one regulation that each of the departments promulgates, you know, implements, we have to withdraw two regulations. And so in fiscal year 2018, like the Department of Transportation published 23 deregulatory rules and one significant regulation, thus saving the taxpayer more than $1.2 billion in regulatory cost. Contrast this with the previous administration, which at the Department of Transportation alone implemented more than $3 billion in additional regulatory cost every year. And that's why the economy wasn't taking off, because the heavy burden, the avalanche of unnecessary, burdensome regulations was hampering the economic growth. So now the economy you know, has an unemployment rate of 3.6%, 7 million jobs have been created, GDP growth we are, uh, is in a, an upper 2% uh, percentage points. And, you know, it was said in the previous administration that less than 2% GDP growth is going to be the new norm, and that was the best we're ever going to accomplish. Well, the president busted through that ceiling. So uh, we are doing a lot to ensure that regulations really mean something, that they're really relevant and effective. We don't just issue regulations because we like regulations. We're very much aware of the piling on effect. So we want to protect the traveling public, ensure safety, you know, protect the environment, but get rid of just unnecessary, burdensome regulations that don't help safety. So I'll give you an example. Like permitting reform is another subset of deregulations that we're looking at. If you want to build a road or a highway or airport, it can take 8 to 18 years. And the average time is about 12 to 14 years. That's an awfully long time to wait. That also means with prolonged construction periods, the cost goes up, the cost of materials go up, labor goes up, and the cost of the project increases. While Residents and citizens are unable to enjoy, you know, a better quality of life, more productivity, gains, whatever. So we basically took a look at our permitting process, and there were so many things that needed, you know, correction. And you asked for specific examples. I'll give them to you. Number one, we can do studies simultaneously. We don't have to do studies one after the other consecutively, sequentially. So right now, you know, one mode of transportation within department has to look at something in a project. The federal highways will have to take a look at something. You know, um, FIMSA pipelines has to look at something. Research has to look at something. And all these studies have to occur, like, sequentially. Now, why is that? They can all conduct their studies at the same time. 
and thus save time, number one. Number two, um, sister agencies can't share their reports with one another. Now, is that the silliest thing you've ever heard? Why should federal highways not be able to share their reports on the same project with federal railroads or federal transit? We're the same department. We should be able to facilitate uh, sharing of information. So common sense reforms like that really can help to speed up the process because the president has something called the one federal decision. He wants to have uh, permitting reform to take place that will enable construction of projects to occur much faster. His goal is two years for federal uh, approvals. Now, that's not to talk about state and local. You know, they've got to handle that on their own, but two years for federal approvals. I was just in Alaska, and I just uh, gave them a clearance on a environmental regulatory um, item. It took 37 years. It was a Sterling Highway. It took 37 years to get that approval. Now, that's just... That is ridiculous. Make sense. It doesn't I, I, No disagreement all. from me that the the amount of time things take and how things get delayed is ridiculous. But if before I, I let you go, uh, Secretary Elaine Chow, Secretary of Transportation, um, a quasi personal question, not about you, but about where I live in Indianapolis, Indiana. We have something here called the Red Line. This is a bus system, electric buses. They did the same thing in Albuquerque, New Mexico. And what they found were that the buses, which come from something called BYD, which is a Chinese electric bus manufacturer, didn't work up to snuff and they were replaced with diesel buses. Indianapolis, unfortunately, tried the same exact system, not uh, to my liking by any stretch. They have found that the buses don't work and they have now canceled these bus orders and have gone to diesel buses. Part of the funding, of course, came from the federal government, including $2 million in uh, those TIGER grants, Transportation Investment Generating Economic Recovery Grants. Should U.S. tax dollars given as grants to cities like Indianapolis for what Indianapolis determines or other cities determine are infrastructure projects, should those dollars then be turned around and purchase products uh, from Chinese companies when they... could be used to purchase products from American-made companies? Well, this is a very, very hot topic right now. In fact, uh, the Federal Transit Administration and many members of Congress are addressing this, are questioning uh, this exact same point. So there's recent uh, legislative uh, action underway. We have no uh, legislative authority on that, but clearly um, that is an issue. So there's, there's, again, current legislative activity on this. And, uh, you know, we are, we are guardians of the public trust. We are fiduciaries of taxpayers' dollars. And so we want to make sure that any project that has federal funding is uh, proceeding um, on target uh, in terms of dollars and on budget and also on schedule. So that's our responsibility in seeing all of this. And we, don't, we want to make sure that, again, taxpayers' dollars are being used wisely. Has the Transportation Department ever made a statement as to whether or not U.S. federal dollars should be used to purchase Chinese uh, manufactured goods? Uh, FTA is the Federal Transit Administration. Again, is is addressing this issue with the cities. That is Secretary of Transportation Elaine Chow, who, uh, according to her, you all think I'm pretty cool. 
And I think that's the big takeaway from it's our conversation. To, well, it's great to be on your show, and it's great to hear your voice. And nice to be able to talk to your listeners as well. Absolutely. Uh, Madam Secretary, thank you so very much for taking the time. Much more to get to. I'm Tony Katz.